0: Welcome to the WFO Life Podcast. Buckle up for interviews, insights, and practical discussions, and the occasional intellectual oddity, all designed to help you master self, master craft, and accomplish any life mission. Hey, Dr. William Curtis here. I wanted to talk briefly with you about a topic that I saw kind of interesting. It seems like it's on everyone's mind right now, and that is the testing for COVID-19. Currently, my clinic is experiencing a tremendous volume of people that are being tested both for illness, that, that includes the Delta variant, and also we're seeing a large volume of testing required for employees trying to return back to work, either because they've been exposed to COVID-19, like by a co-worker or a family member, and what's interesting, is they're, they're starting to study you know these these uh, tests uh, to try to see how accurate they are and the timing that's best for them. And one of the things that I came across was a, a pretty cool article from the Annals of Internal Medicines recent. And I think it sheds some light that I think the layperson, employers, uh, and certainly uh, people just you know kind of trying to make sure they're making good decisions when it comes to COVID-19 uh, one of the things that uh, this article covers is uh, the accuracy or actually the false negative rate, in other words, the, the percent of times a test in a person who, let's say a person definitely has COVID-19, we, we could figure that out somehow. Well, what is the possibility that the test is falsely negative when you do it? And I'm gonna just talk about the PCR test, which is the uh, polymerase chain reaction. It's supposedly the, the more accurate, it's a nasal swab, and uh, it is typically sent off to the lab. Most of the times it'll take about 12 to 24 hours to get that back for most people. But here's what I found in this article I thought was really interesting. First off, you gotta get a figure that most people that are gonna contract COVID-19, so we're gonna talk about a person that has COVID-19, whether they know it or not. Most of the time when a person has COVID-19, they really won't notice it based on their symptoms until about day five, okay? So it takes about four to five days for the, quote, incubation period. So whether they have symptoms or not, Day five from the time they contracted the illness is about the time uh, that uh, you know most people will actually see physical symptoms, whether that be a headache, body aches, dry cough, sore throat, you know malaise, all the things that we're seeing, and and of course um, uh, fevers. But here's the interesting part that I found in this journal article from Annals of Internal Medicine. What they showed is that um, the days since the exposure to COVID19. So let's say day one would be the day somebody sneezed in your face, right? At day one, if we did a PCR test on you, okay let's say let's say you were at work and you found out your you know the person in the cubicle next to you, uh, they have COVID-19. you just found out and you even might have uh, been sneezed on by this person, right? At day one you race into your doctor's office. According to this research from this article, the chance of a false negative rate—remind you, you are sick. This is based on people who who are going to develop the illness. At day one, the chance of a false negative rate is 100%. The test is worthless, okay? At day two through four, the false negative rate, the chance of getting a inappropriately negative PCR COVID-19 test— is between 100 and 67%. So it's it's a little bit less likely to get a false negative at day four. Now, day five. Day five, like I said, is typically when people are going to have symptoms, okay? So at day five, the best, so this would be like your first day of clinical symptoms, okay? Like you suddenly discover I have a body aches, I have fever, I feel like crap, I'm coughing the PCR test false negative rate is about 38%, okay? So that's not great, right? Seems like 38%, that's a you know pretty good chance that that, um, pretty good chance I could get a false negative rate, right? Almost 40%. Then days six through eight, okay, and we'll call day eight your third day after noticing symptoms, your chance of a false negative rate drops to 20%, okay? Anything after that, going from day eight all the way up to day 21, the uh, rate climbs dramatically. In other words, there's this dip at days five through eight from the time you became sick, and you, the five day day five would be the day you started having symptoms. So three days after having symptoms, that we will call that day eight. I hope you follow me on this. Day eight, which is the third day after you've experienced symptoms, is probably the best window of time to test a PCR to confirm that you have COVID 19. Okay. So I think this is interesting information that, you know, these tests are not perfect and people get frustrated by that. There's a lot of. There's a lot of suspicion, like there's something nefarious going on because we can't identify this. This is a virus. It's hard to identify viruses. It's you know they're they're tiny little particles. Uh, the, you know the the tests are are you know we're mass producing these tests and we're trying to make something that works most of the time and has pretty good accuracy. But the reality is, it just simply you know doesn't have a perfect ratio. Now the last the last thing I want to add about this is. And this is a statistical issue, so you understand, um, the higher the incidence of COVID-19 in a population that is being tested for COVID-19, you can actually, you know, you, you can calculate an actual percentage chance that your particular test is, uh, uh, you know, what's the rate of false negative. So let's say, and I've heard this number thrown out there, um, the the covid-19 prevalence in the community is 11.5% of the population. There are formulas that you can punch in this false negative rate and it will spit out about a 4% chance, 4 to 5% chance of a false negative rate. Okay? So that's per individual in an environment where there's a lot of cases. That's why like as a physician if I see that there's like case after case after case in my community of COVID-19 that are confirmed, well, what's, what's you know, I can look at this number and say, okay, well, the case fa- that the incidence of COVID-19 is very high in the population, which means that a negative test, you know, is, is fairly unlikely. And it makes the testing, the false negative rate lower typically, okay? So I hope that all makes sense. Um, The article probably will explain that a little better, so I'll go ahead and post it for those of you who like to nerd out and read about that. But I did think there's some practical tips there. There was some things that are very practical. Now, what about, you might ask about the the rapid test, right? Oh, what about the rapid thing? Okay, the rapid is not a PCR typically. And the rapid, um, I like to hang my hat on that whenever, if it's positive, I trust it. If it's negative, I don't trust it. And sometimes I'll do a PCR test as a backup. But here I am pointing out that PCR is not perfect either. Okay. So we have to rely on our medical teams and and be smart about how we quarantine people. So for instance, if you were exposed to somebody, a very strong contact at day one, it is possible that it's best to quarantine people for eight days. In other words, let's say, uh, you know, you know that you're, you know, cubicle partner has a, you know, definitely has COVID-19 or maybe your spouse uh, comes home and they definitely have COVID-19 because it's been diagnosed, they're being treated, but you're symptomatic, you're asymptomatic, you don't have any symptoms, okay? Maybe according to this, it would be most accurate if you don't have any symptoms at all and you have no rapid test that's positive, it might be best to wait till about day eight from the time you were exposed to make sure that your PCR is most accurate or to make sure you haven't developed symptoms. Now at day five to is what I told you, most people get symptoms, so that's pretty reassuring. If you're at day five and you don't have symptoms, okay, then you know you probably aren't gonna be getting sick. Okay, there's some gray area there. But by day eight, if you're not sick, that's pretty unlikely that you're gonna contract COVID-19 or if you did contract it, you're asymptomatic. Okay. And that's why you can do the PCR and have it most accurate at that point. I'm going to keep this short. I hope this was helpful. I'm going to try posting this on the WFL Live podcast because we have a lot of listeners there. I'm going to also post this on Energy Tribe and of course in the Future Focus Health Network inside of the COVID topic. So if this was helpful for you, please feedback, you know, let me know if you have any questions. If this was completely out left field and it doesn't make any sense to you at all, that's okay too. You can comment about that. Bottom line is we're trying to educate each other, trying to make better decisions day to day. And I think that this COVID-19 PCR testing, you know, it has value. I mean, there is value. And lots of times I've caught a negative COVID rapid test and then a PCR showed me, yeah, actually that was positive. So it's not worthless and and it's not a conspiracy that, um, you know, um, the tests aren't perfectly accurate. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, end there and I'll be looking for your comments. Take care.